HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made-in-America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week do you spend out As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> This is going to be a short pre-roll for the truth because the truth needs no introduction. However, since I have your attention, I've got to tell you about a new sponsor for the Houndsman XP podcast. Don't fast forward through this. Houndsmen are sentimental. When our buddy Jacob Campbell posts on the group and asks for pictures of your hounds, it browns out Facebook. I'm telling you, people love to show pictures of their hounds, and this sponsor will help you not only do that, but give you a memorialized keepsake of those special moments. And I'm talking about the Rough Cut Company. Rough Cut will take your high-quality images and then laser engrave those images onto native Rough Cut lumber so that you have this awesome laser-cut picture to capture that moment. They make great gifts. I'm, I'm reaching out there to all of you hound organizations that do awards. This is a great opportunity for you to give a high-quality piece. Rough Cut Company is owned by houndsmen. They understand graphic design and how to capture those special moments for you and your hounds. Check out Rough Cut Company at roughcutcompany.com. American-made, American-owned. And you're supporting a fellow hound hunting family, so jump in there, check them out. We're going to be adding them to our Patreon drawings as well. And when you order online from their website, you can use the code, all capital letters, HXP 10% off. HXP 10% off and get 10% off of your order. 
And if you join us on Patreon, as always, we are going to give you a code to get a deeper discount and a chance to win one of these great prizes from Rough Cut Company. Check them out on the web, www.roughcutcompany.com. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Truth on the Houseman XP Podcast Network. This is Josh Michaelis, and I'm joined once again by my good friend Jed Finley for this episode of Circle Points. And we're also joined by Mr. Houndsman XP, Chris Powell. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Well, good. Uh, we're sitting down here. Me and Jed are sitting down here at the bar. We're getting ready. Jed just brought a bunch of pizza for the kids and all that stuff. We're getting ready to go hunting here after this is done. Chris, don't will you? Lie. Lie to, hey, lie to your friends, not to me. I don't have any friends, Chris. That's why I don't lie. <laughs> you're really going hunting well yeah we're going hunting we got dogs to get. nationals is coming up oh we went friday night i was gonna i was saturday. actually getting ready yeah i went friday too didn't i i was gonna start start tuning granny up tonight mm-hmm. get her ready yeah. and uh i'm gonna make her make her i'm gonna make a run for with her this year where at doing on you just gonna win a state race you gonna win a world championship what are you gonna do pal Anything I can, man. I, I'm thinking that that for one thing, I want to I want to win the blue tick race, which I mean that's not a huge huge accomplishment, but yeah, they put up some they put up some money out there. Yeah, and, there's uh, getting to be there's getting to be some better blue bet. ticks around. There actually is. You see them showing up at some of these smaller pro classics now. You know, quite a bit yeah. actually. They ain't winning. Yeah, there's much. some there's some good ones out there. <laughs> Kelly Littlejohn's got a nice pup down there out of uh, country, and I can't remember the female that she's out of, or he's out of. But he he was uh, what he you guys were at that hundred thousand dollar hunt. How deep did he get? I saw a scorecard where he drew legs. Uh, I think he lost. I don't think he got to the top sixteen, but I think the dog looked good. Ashley Oxendine put that on there. Treat three coons by himself. I think he's just a low end strike yeah. dog. If I remember right, he was quarter and a hundred on three coons. Yeah, and they were excited yeah, about I it. Right. I, I think he got beat. I don't think he advanced, uh, but uh, the dog mm-hmm. looked good. I think. Uh, yeah, he just drew. I can't remember who beat him now. Someone beat him with like four fifty. I think had him. On I think stri- Legs beat him. Yeah, had him on strike out of the truck. Mm-hmm. And I think they both treat three coons. If I remember looking at the scorecard right. Yep. All I know is the one James Baskins blowing up on the internet. Better win the world hunt this year. Yeah, because no I'm so sick of reading about it. He he must be. He's getting ready to sell him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, got to be. Yeah, James. I mean, I haven't met the man, but he's a dog trader. Everybody knows he's a dog yeah. trader. Now he trades good dogs. Yeah. But he sells a lot of dogs. He buys a lot of dogs. I know a guy that spent eighty eight thousand with him and didn't have one that was <laughs> worth a hoot. But that's just me. <laughs> and it wasn't me. <laughs> no. We we bought a dog. Oh, Jet. yeah, we bought a dog. We bought a high-powered hide dog. Yeah. I went down to uh, – I was working down in southern Arkansas on my way, working my way down to that $100,000 hunt, and I was down there with Joy. And when I'm down in that area, I call Mr. Aaron Crow. Aaron, if you're listening to this, what's up? And uh, he's got a real nice flat-bottom woods down there that he hunts. Now, I hunted with this dog uh, two or three weeks ago, and I kind of liked her. And as I left Arkansas, she's six years old. As I left Arkansas, I kind of got to thinking about her. And I was on my way back to Arkansas and went hunting with him again. And before we left, I asked him to price her, and he did. And then I informed Jed after I already had her in the back of the truck and headed to Missouri or headed to Mississippi that he had bought half of her. <laughs> he didn't know it. He didn't know it yet, but he did. <laughs> but, yeah, she's up here. She's kind of a old-school and uh, Kurt's Kurt's all excited. She's got a little track man. She's got a little shot of track man. Now I've said, uh oh, I know I've said for lots of years. Now keep in mind, I never looked at this dog's papers when I bought her, which is unlike me. But he handed me the papers, and on her third generation, there's a dog called Trackman's Hot Sauce. Now I'm guessing that dog was out of Trackman, yeah. <laughs> so Trackman would be four generation <laughs> four generations away. That's, that's some top shelf detective work. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I come up with that all by myself. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we got her for my boy, and he's he spectated in a cast the other night with her, and she's 
she needs some work. She's been pleasure hunted a lot. She hasn't been competition hunted hardly at all, so she needs some fine tuning, but she's all right. Well, Jed, what do you think of her? You only got to hunt with her one night. My verdict's still out. <laughs> we'll see how many coons she hangs on rain tonight, and then we'll go from there. Oh, it'll be a bunch. I predict, I predict Hazel is her name. I predict Hazel Nuts is going to treat at least four solo. I hope so. <laughs> It'll feel my my investment will feel much but much better. Chris, where are you going to take grandma? <laughs> where are you going to take grandma hunting? I don't know. She's in heat. I I went to the kennel today, and um, she's dripping. So she's going to have to sit on the back burner. I was planning on going to the Ashland hunt mm-hmm. here in a couple of weeks and uh, doing the blue tick reunion up there. But yeah, she's she's number five on the histo- or on the current reproducers list. And uh, she's the only dog I know that's never beat big or that that uh, big countries that I've ever hunted with big country, and he's never beat her. Now I had to handle Donnie one night. I had to do some handling on him <laughs> at, at one of the spring hunts, but uh, we pulled it out in that one. So what? Uh, how old is she? Yep, she is seven. Oh, she's still a young dog. I used to think seven yep. was old till here this year, yep. huh, Finley? Yeah, because everything we got seven. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, yep. we got Hazel. She's Hazel's six. just six until yep. July. Yep. <laughs> then we'll be back at the seven mark. So, so I guess I guess I've put it out there public that I'm breaking Granny out. I bear hunted her all all year. I don't know what that did to her yet, but we'll find out. Well, as long as you don't hunt her anywhere anywhere there was bears, it shouldn't matter. <laughs> I wouldn't yep. think. I wouldn't I know, think so. Either. I know uh, what came up down in Mississippi because we was down there talking to Billy Bell. And we were talking about, which we talked about this on our crowdcast the other night about uh, probate and how they'd bought yep. her and spent all that money on her and could not keep her from treating bears. They said the dog treated sixty or seventy bears by herself. And if you did, ever, she treat them. Oh, when she was at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it make a difference? Yeah, treating bear, treating bear at night's a little bit different. If it, for some reason, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, but. Huh. I, I've never bear hunted at night, but the guys that um, coon hunt down in the mountains and also bear hunt tell me that the bears tree a little easier and a lot quicker at night. So it I isn't, don't know. It isn't uh, legal in Wisconsin to hunt them at night, is it, Finley? No. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Is it legal anywhere to hunt them at night? I don't know of any place it's legal. You know, it's it's kind of like it's like it's not legal to run hounds on deer here either, but. But it happens occasionally at night when we're coon hunting, that's yeah, for sure. That's true, too. Did you ever write anybody tickets for trashy dogs when you was a game warden? <laughs> no, I didn't, but I'm surprised nobody's ever tried that one. Let me yeah, you should have. That's what you should have done if you was in the middle of a cast and you knew a dog was running deer. You should have just wrote him out a ticket. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, what yep. uh, Finley, what... When's the last time you was on? It's been a while. It's been a while. It was Texas. Oh, yeah. We did the yep. circle points with Kevin Ellis. was the last circle yep. points we did. And you've been. And you didn't circle anything. No, no. we didn't. We just talked about Texas. <laughs> if you'd get down there and see camp, uh, or Chris, you'd understand. <laughs> we, we didn't care about them other, them other episodes. We just worried about getting back to camp and enjoying ourselves. Man, I, I love Texas. I'd like to go down there. I've met – I talked to uh, Daryl Daniel the other day. Kevin is the sheriff for his county. He's a houndsman and, and follows houndsman XP, and I was talking to him the other day, and, yep. and uh, he was talking about Kevin. Oh, yeah, Kevin's a Goes good to dude. church with him. Really? Out the Cowboy yep. Church. Yep. 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 What, what uh, kind of dogs he got? Uh, he said he hunts English dogs. Does he? Coon dogs? Yep. yep. What's, it, what's his yep. name? Daryl Daniel. Oh know. yeah, I know. I agree. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. Daryl Daniel. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. he, yeah. That's um, uh, that's Howell's son-in-law or something. No, it's something. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he is. The, he yeah. says that his uh, his brother-in-law. I think his brother-in-law owns a property across from. Yeah, I'd say it's his brother-in-law. brother-in-law. Well, son-in-law. It's son-in-law. I, got, I got the in-law right. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. just glad you got something right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's Hal's brother-in-law. That's what it is. But yeah, Hal Hal owns a piece that we hunt hunt down there all the time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hal and Kevin are real close, right by each other. That's the I want to go down just just for the hog hunting. Yeah, you I guys see. can 
hunt all the competition hunts at night you want i'd me and kevin will go hog hunting or something oh kevin will go hog hunting oh they're in the middle of that contest right now yeah how many have they killed i don't know they got a they end up getting second or one biggest stringer this last week had how much does that hog hunt pay uh for the big boar contest the one they're one they're shooting for seventy seven thousand. jeez see there you go yep but big money and hog dogs too uh, but what's leading? Oh, it's they, like a they ain't using no dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like four hundred and fifty-six pounds. The one that's leading it right now. That's gonna be hard to beat. Yeah, that's a big hog. How do they keep them from just putting them in a pen and feeding them up and lie detector test? Really? Yep. Got to take a polygraph at the end of it. Huh. Trust me, I'd win it every year if you didn't have to. I bet I just learned how to pass a polygraph. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have you guys would have a hog in a pen down there feeding it stale donuts every day yep just yep. fattening that sucker out getting him ready and hey here we come here, right. here's, here's how ready, boy. Feeder. here's how we beat the polygraph <laughs> we get a team that knows nothing about nothing we know where they hunt we tell them we'll put them on a really big hog but we split the money with them and then we'll feed this joker for about six months and we'll get him up in the 500 pound range and then we'll just turn him loose out in a field somewhere, and then they'll be out there with their thermals. They'll shoot it. They have no idea, and then they take the polygraph. They pass it. We hey. get half the money. The legitimacy that, of the hunt. That is idea gone. came to you way. That idea came to you way too easy. Well, I mean, I'm, when it comes to hog hunting, I wouldn't cheat in a coon hunt. Yeah, yeah. For everybody listening, folks, that's Josh Michaelis right there. Well, I'm just saying there's, way, there's ways around things. And they thought I was a crook. <laughs> so anyway, uh, speaking of not circling around, that's what we've been doing for the last 10 minutes. What uh, We just had Joe Manning on. Uh, we had the episode from the $100,000 hunt before that. Uh, before that was the uh, truth about aggression. And I can't remember what the one before that was. But anyway, we've had a few episodes. But the one I really want yeah. to talk about right now is the Jarvis Sumpher's $100,000 hunt because we haven't got Jed's take on that. And you hear constantly, money's the ruination of the sport. Uh, the little man can't do this. The little man can't do that. They're, they're pricing us out of everything. And in some cases, that is the case. Everything's going up. Uh, inflation's going up way faster than wages and stuff like that too. But I don't think that applies to this situation very much but finley what do you think we didn't get an entry down there nope and just like i told moody we were in the wait and see boat Mm -hmm. you know let's just make sure this first one we're gonna sit back and we thought about we we ho-hummed about getting an entry for weeks yeah and then by the time it come out and they were all sold we thought well you know we can't get on the waiting list then we tried to buy one then rain got hurt and so it was it was we were 50-50 pretty much. We were riding the fence all the way till this hunt came up. <laughs> but by all accounts, everything went smooth. Hunt went well. Uh, I would like to have one in the north and one in the south instead of having – and I think PKC should only do two a year and not anymore. They don't want to water the stuff down like they have with the Pro Classics and all the other stuff. Uh, when I talked to Roger Dale, he kind of agreed, so did Shane. But, Jed, what do you think – do you think this is a route that's going to be more prevalent? Do you think we're at the tip of the iceberg and we're going to start melting? What do you think is going on? Well, my personal opinion is this $100,000 hunt took away from the sport. Um, we had all-time leaders that people, you know, strived. That's what they wanted to do is be the all-time leader. Well, now with $100,000 hunts, that's going to change. There's, I mean, you can go – when three casts you want a hundred thousand dollars so in my personal opinion <clears throat> it's taken away from the sport but where, that where, is just me where did that put echo on the because what had, what did echo have one going into uh, that i, I haven't looked no i forgot to ask scott i had scott on the podcast to, to give me the recap of that hunt, but i never looked but i mean in my opinion that all-time leaderboard i mean if you look at it cracker i mean mm-hmm. mill creek molly those are all-time leaders, in my perspective. Yeah. They didn't get to hunt. Yeah, they didn't get to hunt I for the big Chris money. Allen after, I would draw Chris Allen at an open event after Mill Creek Molly was the 
all-time money leader. Yeah. I mean, I mean he was still hunting open events here in the tri-state. Absolutely. I mean, and that's what, that's kind of the thing about it to me is that all-time leaderboard's kind of washed away now. And that was the one thing, kind of like when platinum champions kind of went away because you could win 20000 in a weekend. Um, well, let, me hit you, let me hit you with this. And I do agree with you on that point. I believe the prestige, <clears throat> as far as the money-winning list, the prestige on our titles, all that stuff with this high-end money, it takes away from all that. I Absolutely. agree. But Are you sitting outside recording, or what are you doing? No, we're out here in my bay, and the highway's busy. <laughs> but anyway, the uh, wh- where was I going before Chris interrupted me? Anyway, the the benefit all time money later. Yeah, the benefits I think outweigh the lack of prestige as far as the all time money winning list and all that stuff because there's deeper benefits. I mean, you got guys are able to handle for a living now. Guys are able to do this sport, and there's money behind it. There's exposure behind it because you know just as well as i do with money comes more exposure and it's positive exposure explain this to me oh boy here we go why do we have a world hunt that pays thirty thousand dollars but you can go to a hunt and win a hundred thousand mm-hmm. there's my problem with i know but still everybody in the game knows like it's it probably pays more to win in a lot of sports at a private event, an invitational or something like that. Those, those are private events, invitationals. That mm-hmm. ain't a registry putting on a hunt. The world hunt is still the hardest. The PKC world hunt and PKC nationals. I think nationals is harder to win than, than Absolutely the Absolutely it is. Those are still the two most difficult hunts to win on the planet. Now, UKC world hunt's great, but the first couple rounds of that, pretty weak. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie, and I think most people would well, agree. Well, every Tom, Dick, and Harry's there. Yeah. I mean, even I've drawn dogs that have won and placed in an RQE and done really well that, that are not very good coon dogs. They're terrible mm-hmm. coon dogs. And so your first couple rounds of that are pretty – there's no weak rounds at the PKC World Hunt. There's definitely not a weak round at PKC Nationals. And so I think those are the two most difficult hunts to win, and I think anybody that knows the sport knows that. If you say you're a national champion or a world champion or a Jarvis Humphreys Memorial champion – and you just tell somebody that, which one's going to carry more weight? The world hunts are going to do it. But what I'm saying is <clears throat> to, give back, to make our sport, like, legitimate again, you got to have stuff that don't compare. The world hunt, the world hunt nationals should be the biggest paying events, bar none, there is out there. I, I don't disagree. <clears throat> I don't disagree. So what we need to do, instead of making no $100,000 hunts and no $6,500 entry hunts and stuff like that, no pro classics, we need to make somehow the nationals and the world hunt pay more. Yeah. They should, to be honest with you, they should be paying, they should, the world hunt should have been the first $100,000 hunt, mm-hmm. in my opinion. No, um, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, I well, just, I just feel ha- that's, it's a better way to go, but I don't own the company. Me. Go ahead, Chris. Did we get the cart in front of the horse? On, yes. You know, when we jumped out of here with $100,000. You know, this, the sport was ready for that. But there – and kudos to PKC and Roger Dale for jumping on board and going for it. But was the sport actually ready for, ready for it? Was there enough groundwork done, you know, enough forethought put into it, all of those things – to have a hundred thousand dollar hunt that's that's my my concern and i look at it like i'm glad that i'm happy that uh you know competition coon hunting is becoming a mainstream sport i mean for crying out loud you can you can go win a hundred grand in a weekend with a coon dog that's pretty impressive and that's what we need to secure the future of of hounds and coon hunting and all that stuff but it just seems like that we got the cart in front of the horse a little bit here and we didn't we didn't think everything through i don't i don't disagree with any of that uh if we were a year away from making the world hunt a hundred thousand dollar hunt great probably should have held off probably should have done it at the world hunt probably should have made nationals the second biggest payout etc etc but if that's six years away or if that's 10 years away, or if, I don't know what it looks like because I'm not in the office and I'm not in Roger Dale's brain. And I'm 100 not. years away. <laughs> yeah, or 100 years away, then I think this was a good route. I think because the Pro Classics, 
We talked about, now me and you talked about having an unsanctioned uh, 12-dog $100,000 top payout. Right, but that was going to be an invitation. It was an invitational. That it was, was unsanctioned. Sanctioned. We had the entry sold and everything like that, but there's so many hunts. Mm-hmm. We just didn't schedule it. We, everybody said, you know, and we were going to do it, I believe, in April. Mm-hmm. And we had all the entries were booked 12 grand a piece, 10, guy, or 10 grand a piece, 12 guys. It paid 100, 10, and 10. You had to hunt it all. Mm-hmm. And it was a one hitter. You lose, you go home. Mm-hmm. And we sold, we, the first 12 guys we talked to said they'd take one. And so that was just 12 dogs when two casts went $100,000. Right, but it but was it, you're right. It wasn't a sanctioned event. It wasn't none of that stuff. And I do, but we talked about this before. We need to just start keeping track of cast wins. We need to do something. Here's look, here's my theory. Prestige is gone. To in to my get opinion. to get the prestige back, which you'd have to go through a lot of casts and do this, and you'd actually have to hire an outside company to go through the records. Because I mean, Brandy ain't got time to do all this. You know, I don't know if anybody has time no, to do that. But you would have to hire an outside company to go through, find the dog, find the cast wins, and assign them points per event. So you figure a $30 hunt is one point for, per, for a cast win. $50 hunt is two points for a cast win or 1.5 <clears throat> points for a cast win. Why wouldn't you just go by cast wins? Because... Yeah, exactly. Because I can I mean, go, I can go they, down the road at a $30 hunt and win a cast a lot easier than I can go to a Pro Classic and win a cast. Right, but that's your choice. Not today. Today you can. Today, I, right. You can get an entry to a Pro Classic. But you're going to have to weight the cast somehow. You can't give the same amount of prestige to the final four of the world hunt as you do a $30 hunt. But if you're going by cast well, wins, that's what you got to well, do. No, you just go by a point system. You, and if, I, oh, if, they're, if they're just going by cast wins, that's great, too. If that was the case, that would be great, too. But to really do it legitimately, you're going to have to weight the casts. You Jed's, take gig, like Jed's Stan, giggling Stanley at me. Nichols. Well, I'm you just, I'm like just saying Nichols this may be above most, most – this may be above both your guys' head. I can already hear you criticizing me now. <laughs> this may be a little no, too no, complicated no, no, no. for you and Finley. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually just thinking about how much hard work it took for a guy like Stanley Nichols to win the national leader race that, that year mm-hmm. on money earnings. And he did it all in open events with Main Street Roy. Yeah. I mean, that guy burned up, rode a pickup truck. And, I mean, he. so um, he's got he's got – how many cast wins would he have? Well, and then here's a prime example. Above, yeah. Hawkeye Abbey. We're going way back. Yeah, that's, that's way Carrie back. That's like in the early 90s, mid-90s, ain't it, with Hawkeye Abbey? Mm. It was probably 2000s. It was, was in the 2000s, yeah. Hmm. But if you look at what he did with a black and tan female running. That was back when you were hunting black and tan, so you was all. All I'm saying <laughs> is somebody, back then, that's all there was. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't get I get there it. There was $10, $15 hunts. Kenny, and he had Kenny to to Sloan with Water, Out, Water Oak Blue, <laughs> Meltdown, and the, and the things that he'd done, and these little $30 hunts where these guys couldn't afford. I get it. I get it. And those were hard cast to win back then. Uh, when we had Dollar Trader Harley and B over here in a thirty dollar hunter at Ravana, those are hard cast to win. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I understand, but you can't. I would love to just go by cast wins, but some casts are, you know, just as well as I do. Some casts are ten times easier than the others, mm-hmm. and so I think they should wait it. And now that would be a lot of work, and it would be that'd be a lot of scorecards to go through. Yes, it would be a ton of scorecards to go through. And Josh's phone's beeping. Imagine that. Yeah. But anyway. Well, I just wonder. I just. I just wonder if, you know, it's time to. To, not necessarily push a reset button, but, adjust. You know, with the times, we've evolved into something here that's, that that doesn't fit. We're not talking about you know pickup races in the Amish community to see who's got the fastest quarter horse and trying to take them to the track. You know what I mean? You know, if yeah. you're going to run at the Derby, then you got to have money and you got to have a horse and you got to have you have backers. You got have we evolved to that point in in competition coon hunting in these bigger hunts where we have we have gone to the next level now? I don't know. One thing, and just like I've I've said this before too, is is the hound hunting world, especially coon dogs, is two to three years behind everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever. 
it was three years ago when podcast blew up and all of a sudden in the last six months, you know, we picked up four extra ones and people are listening to podcasts and stuff like that. You know, it, we're, we're behind, mm-hmm. we're, we're consistently behind the times. Well, right now we've got a chance to catch up. You know, I think it, we need to, we're evolving and everything's getting better, but we got a lot of catch up work. We got, do. what we need to do is go out and get those sponsors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, that's where I think our biggest problem lies. And I wouldn't have a problem with it if the hunters weren't always paying for it. Yeah. But with hunters always paying for it, that $100,000 hunt, if you don't have 64, well, you don't necessarily have to have 64, but you need 64 different people, you don't necessarily need that. But, I mean, to get 64 entries to pay $4,000 to get a $100,000 hunt, Mm -hmm. to me, that's behind times. Yeah, I agree. Because there's a ton of sponsors out there, but you got to go out and Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whew, they have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a garment and dog tree dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top of the industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. All right, anyway, we just lost... The batteries went dead on the podcaster. Where were we, Finley? Chris has still got the call back. <clears throat> I can't remember. Well, we were in the middle of a good rant. Yeah. I think it was about the $100,000 and, you know, the hunters putting it up. And Yes, that's where it was. That was the hunters putting up the money, and we are talking yep. about sponsorships. And I was actually, I know what I was getting ready to say. We'll see if Chris calls me back here any second. Shout out. Bogan's, that, Bogan's, that's Josh yelling Bogan's at the at the craze. <laughs> okay, anyway. But there's a lot of sponsors out there is what I'm saying. But one thing, Hunter, there's Chris. All right, Chris, we're live yeah, again. Yeah, man. All right, anyways. We're, we're, we're live again. We are live I don't again. Know where I, got, I don't know where we got cut off. What I was saying was, if you're going to hunt for for that kind of money, $100,000, mm-hmm. then, you know, you need to see Cooper tires. You need to see Lucas oil, AMS oil, whatever it is, you know, it's still relevant to, to what we do, but at the same time, somebody's got, you know, can, it can put up sponsorship that, that something as prestigious as this deserves. I don't disagree, but those sponsors uh, are businesses and they got to make money off that. Like they have to, mm-hmm. they have to see their advertising dollars work. I got an idea. Yep. What? Huge one. Well, hold on. Let me finish my. Let okay. me finish this, and then I want to hear your idea, Jed. I don't actually want to hear it, but I'm going to oh, say I want to hear, hear it. All right. Anyway, but we as hunters are terrible, terrible, and I'm just as guilty as everybody else of not as not so much anymore, but of not using the people that support us because. Say, or I'm going to use Dakota Lights can do, they can give to the Trader Inc. Youth Hunt, or uh, Garmin can give, or Dogger can give, or something like that. And you know what? We're going to find some Chinese POS that's half the price, and we're going to buy that off Amazon instead. I don't. I know you don't. But as a whole, and Chris can just, I mean, they do. We do. And I know there's a lot of times, and I, we get customers at Joy that, you know, hey, thanks for sponsoring this youth hunt, or thanks for sponsoring this. We're going to start feeding Joy now, and I love that. That is great. And I try to do that with everything as well. But as a whole, man, we don't, and we need to. Otherwise, these sponsors aren't going to come because if they don't see some kind of return, there's no sense in them. If I own a business and I don't have a coon dog and I don't love the sport, I'm not going to give somebody ten dollars or $15,000, $20,000 if I don't see some advertising return and some sales increase or something like that i'm just not going to do it because it doesn't make any sense i could use that money elsewhere and so that's why they don't yeah finley what's well, your I, what's your I, what's your take on it 
Well, right down the road from Salem, Illinois, where the Nationals and where the World Hunter held, uh-huh. there's a company called Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. Okay. Name a coon hunter that don't drink beer. <laughs> there aren't very many. Most of okay. us do, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's, you got youth involved. But look at NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Look at horse racing. Exactly. Look at the pro sports. Look at rodeo. Rodeo. What are Rodeo's we? Huge. We are we are supposed to be a pro sport, professional kennel club. Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with going and getting Anheuser Busch mm-hmm. to put up some dollars that they got to spend every year on advertisement. I would go. Do you think that would make that would get that would make Chris go from Coors to Anheuser Busch? I think. Wouldn't no, it, Chris. No, no. Well, see, no. then you're the per, see, you're I the would, epitome of what I was just talking about. <laughs> I say we go after. I say we go after Coors Banquet. <laughs> I say we it, go it, after Spotted like Cow. I think we should go after Spotted oh, Cow. It doesn't no, matter. Oh, what I'm saying feet. is, though, yeah. those are the sponsors that are out there that you could get. Yeah, it takes a little bit of work, but my goodness, people, we're in 2022. Hunters shouldn't have to pay for every time we want a big purse. That's true. Our entry fees should not go up because we want bigger purses. We have to do better in that. We have to do better in media. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's not enough. Exp- the, I, we, there's plenty of exposure, and we're part of it. Go ahead, Chris. I was just getting ready to say that. I mean, when's the last time you saw uh, anything from PKC on social media? I mean, from PKC. They have a, they have a Facebook page that they kind of throw some updates at a little bit, but it's not like take for instance, you know, even us at Houndsman XP, we have myself, you, Lauren, and Seth, and Shorty doing constant, constant, you know, social media posts. Uh, we do a lot of promotion. Joy has you know Ray Lynn and Sammy in yep, the office, yep. and they're doing that all the time, you know, to make sure that, you know, Joy's getting the exposure that they need. I mean, all these companies have two to three people solely devoted to social media. That's their only job. Make sure, yep. make sure people know we're out there. And I think that PKC, I mean, we got to quit bagging on them. Every podcast, it feels like we're bagging on But UKC, they, need to, they could do more, too. I mean, they pro sport. They all could all them. do more. Yeah, they could all do more. <clears throat> what they've got too used to. Is the hunters mm-hmm. paying it all? Yeah, paying the way. I mean, that is a fact. I mean, I think that, we should get. That, I think we should get more qualifying events. I agree with you, hundred yeah. percent. You know, where where a guy that's going up and down the road for thirty dollars at a time gets more entries to nationals, or gets a, more two free nights at the World Hunt, or gets a, their own sole hunt, you know, to win a bunch of money. And there. this is at my point. Why should the man that's sitting up here hunting? $30 hunts mm-hmm. that supports PKC just as much as anybody else does not have a chance at 100000 Yeah, because he can't afford to go f- spend 4000 or it takes away from his family and everything else. Yeah, The little man is what built PKC. That's true. And that's where, that's, that's where most of this dissension comes from about it being a money game. You know, Absolutely. You take, you take for instance, you take, for instance, the Pro Classic with a $6,500 entry fee. I can't afford to pay that, you know. Um, and I can't afford to be sitting on the phone trying to get the entry for one. I can't figure out why PKC doesn't go to a lottery system and draw for those entries. Well, you know, I know there's a way to do all that online where you can just get there and reserve your entry early and be done with it. I'm just yeah. as bad as everybody else is about the Pro Classic deal. I mean, I really am. I love hunting for money. I just, it's in my blood, I guess. But I also see the point of the, there's two points of it. And there's the guy that built PKC and there's guys that come along that have the money that can spend whatever, whatever they want to spend. Well, my argument with that, right. against that is, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here, is you think the month, they're not, not able to compete. They can compete. For a reasonable amount of money Absolutely. in today's world, mm-hmm. you know they can still go to the world hunt. Mm-hmm. They still can nominate their dog for hundred dollars, 
$100 and get a free entry at the world hunt, and if their dog is good enough, they can advance and get paid. They can still want, run one hard month then, and drive out to nationals and still hunt at nationals. The only thing they can't compete in, as far as taking time away from your family and as far as a budget, is the Pro Classics. Mm -hmm. And I just I don't see as big a problem with that because just because Jed Finley's worked hard and he's successful, and just because uh, any of these guys that are hunting these major events are, are wealthy or they're better off than I am or better off than Chris is or whoever, then that shouldn't mean that we have to make it to wherever. I mean, that's borderline communism. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is everybody should have the opportunity no. in their lifetime to go hunt for $100,000. I don't think it's a bad idea to have that's a, why I'm saying a, the hand, world a handler race. That's but, but that's what I'm saying. If you do it in the world hunt, should pay that. Yeah. Now, if you have a, other hunts that are paying that, that you can qualify for, then not a big deal. But $100,000, that could change a man's life. Yeah, I mean, it could, like, it could put Jace Bryant Michaelis just sit down here in front of the mic, and that could put Jace through college. Absolutely. Do you want to go to college, Jace? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but when you turn 16, you could get a nice truck, couldn't you? Yeah. He would spend all $100,000 on some jacked-up, stupid diesel truck and look like a moron. No. Rolling coal, baby. Get that thing but, I mean, it's, in my perspective, is it's who, who built this sport that's getting left behind. I don't know. I, There's a place for pro classics. There's yeah. a place for everything else. But what I'm saying is to go hunt for $100,000... I'm just going life-changing money. I'm just going to tell the listeners well, right here, now. Hold on a second, Chris. I'm down to one yeah. bar on my battery meter <laughs> again. Holy crap! Uh -oh. So anyway, I got others charging. If we have another delay, it ain't that big a deal. I'm just warning everybody ahead of time now. But like I said, the pro classics are a different side of the sport. Yep. And everybody complaining about you know it's a rich man sport. It's a rich man sport. Little man can't do it anymore. Well, the little man just can't do the big dollar pro classics. They can still do everything else. We have hundred dollar. We have hunts from fifteen dollars to sixty five hundred dollars in PKC. Do you want to know how much it bothers me? What? Because I started hunts back in Mercer this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how much it irritates me that it's all became. About. And we were all, we had seven dogs I Saturday know. night at Mercer. I was and there too. I know, but that's what I'm saying is it, it has to go back to the. We have to have both. Yes. And they have to merge somehow. Yes. They have to merge somehow. So I think like a handler race for a spot at a $100,000 hunt mm -hmm. or something like that is a good idea. I don't get me wrong. I think they do, they do merge somehow, but you got to earn it. Oh, absolutely. You, know, you, you shouldn't just it. you shouldn't just say, "Well, you know." Well, I, I ain't about giving handouts. Well, I know. I'm just so saying that, if there's a way where we can get somebody in, if we, there's a way. But then I look at it, and it ain't like you know. I just come from a bunch of money and just got lucky to find. Well, maybe I did because no one else would be friends with Jed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so here I am, able to hunt in these hunts or whatever. I don't. Houndsman XP is very proud of our partnership with the organization. Freedom Hunters. Freedom Hunters is a nonprofit organization that takes America's veterans hunting from field to field, from the battlefield to a field near you when you volunteer your time to take America's warriors hunting with you and your hounds. It's easy. Go to houndsmanxp.com, click on the partnership tab, and it will take you to Freedom Hunters. You can go direct to their website to make donations at freedomhunters.org. Support America's heroes. Let's pay it back. Visit Freedom Hunters at freedomhunters.org or go to houndsmanxp.com and you can find them on our website from field to field. All right. <laughs> We are back again. I had to rob some batteries out of my Predator call. Where was we this time? After this commercial break. I'm doing air quotes. Commercial break. We're waiting on Chris to call back. Talking about the entries and how you thought you had to have more qualifying hunts and all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying a qualifying hunt isn't a bad idea. I think it's a great idea. Earn it, but the little man still gets to go. Yeah. 
maybe the national male and the national female. One free entry to the black IP or $6,500 entry of your choice. National uh, pub, whatever. Yep. That probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Because I'll promise you, they've spent over 6500 to mm -hmm. win that. <laughs> but another thing I could tell them guys is save up. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then we don't want to take away from $30 hunts. Well, the thing is, $6,500 is taken away from family. Yeah, it is. But so is, you know, going to a $30 hunt 40 times a freaking every two months, too. Don't roll your eyes at me, Finley. We're just going to have to agree to disagree <laughs> with this one. I, I don't completely disagree. I think that by giving an entry to a $6,500 hunt or a $2,500 hunt or whatever, uh, free to a dog and a handler that have earned it, not a bad idea. I think it's a great idea because it's just like qualifying for anything. If you... Just like UKC did with the Tournament of Champions. Mm -hmm. You know, when they started saying, hey, you win five cash, you're eligible to hunt for 50000 Well, there's Chris. Chris, we got your back. And we're, li and we're live again. At, we're, we figured this would be a good commercial break. <laughs> We've got them set up. Yeah. Right in there for the sponsors. But me and, Jed, me and Jed was talking about before you call back is uh, UKC, uh, you know, a qualifying hunt for a $2,500 entry or $6,500 entry, like, say, the national male gets one the next year, the national female or whatever. I think that's a great idea, and that's not dissimilar from what UKC did with the Tournament Champions. I mean, it's very similar. Yeah. I yep. will say one thing about UKC. Mm -hmm. The way they set theirs up, mm -hmm. they didn't leave anybody behind. No. No, they didn't. And, you know, for... For guys that come in here on this podcast about once a month and bitch about PKC and brag on UKC, we sure don't hunt very much UKC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jed, what's your answer to that? Jed, Jed's speechless for a change. <laughs> I don't, I just see ways. For one, I don't hunt UKC and there's one reason for it. What's that, Jed? Me and the people just don't see eye to eye. Now you I know enough to stay away. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be miserable. There's levels to PK or to UKC, and why we hunt those PKC Pro Classics is because we're able to skip all those levels. I don't like those guys calling me at three o'clock in the morning. What's your dog look like? Yeah, I know, and those are usually the guys that do it. But exactly, I'm just saying. If that, somebody calls me at three o'clock in the morning from a PKC hunt, it's hey, either I just won. Yeah. Or we're going to hunt it off. Hey. Congratulations. Go get them, Tiger. So you're, so you're, all, you're all for the little, little man as long as they don't call you on the phone. I just want to be left alone. I don't, I'm not in this to breed dogs. Yeah. And, I mean, that's where that's, – and UKC people are breeders. That's true. I mean, they are the breeding crop. Yeah. And I just – that's why I don't like going over there is because I don't want to deal with having to try to breed dogs. And I hate – I mean – I do enjoy telling people no that I ain't breeding your dog, but <laughs> it gets a little excessive. Well, I don't know, Chris. What would like say you're taking you're getting ready to take Jazz out, and yep. say there is there's five local hunts you can hit ten you can hit seven eight hunts you know pretty quick, and there's five UKC hunts where you can get her qualified for the tournament champions real quick. Uh, you think you're going to succeed at those pretty quick, or there's five six seven pkc hunts where if you won those you win a state race and you're able to hunt for a truck uh which one would you choose man that's a tough call these days when you throw up tournament of champions compared to that yeah. um you know common sense would think you know you're gonna get paid every time you you if you win you're gonna get paid every time you leave a, a pkc hunt and pay that next entry fee but the tournament of champions is kind of piqued my interest a little bit you know as far as i mean i think we're just seeing the beginning of that format um but you know I, i'm never going to run the roads hard enough to win a truck ticket it's just not going to happen i i didn't do it when i was you know when she was younger and i feel like i could have that's the whole reason burkholder came in on hmm. on uh, big country was because i just had no desire and that was steve's game and it wasn't mine and and um, 
So, you know, I'm probably never going to make that run for the run for the truck ticket. I ran for a truck ticket one time, Jed. Remember that? Yep, I do remember. How long did it last? <laughs> I don't think it went past a week. It went to six casts because I won my first five. Maybe it was after a yeah, week, but it, it wasn't was six casts. And you won four yeah. with Blinken. We sent Littermate Brothers. We had Con and Blinken. They were three year olds. I right? think what happened is I passed you in money. No, 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 no. <laughs> I won five out of six. You won four out of six, yeah. is what it was. And the minute I lost my first one, I got mad and yeah. quit hunting for the month. <laughs> yeah. But it was the way I lost my first one. And I'm not going to name any names. But we're at a hunt, and I'm hunting con, and I'm hunting with a friend of mine. I've drawn a friend of mine. He knows I'm running for a truck ticket. Uh, he's hunted with con a hundred times. He's hunted with this dog a lot. He knows exactly what he's like. He knows all his barks. He knows everything. I've hunted with his dog a lot. Good female. Really, I really do like the dog. And I like him. I didn't like him very much that night, but I like him. And uh, his female was, was beating and banging around, and she was locating around a little bit, and she wasn't treeing. She absolutely was not treed. And she was barking, and Con went in there and located one time, and I struck him. And as soon as I struck him, he treed her because he knew that she would cover him, and he knew that he was silent and he was going to be treed the next bark he made. And he stole that tree from me. That was the only coon we treed. And I lost the cast, and I just got mad about it. And I Jed school. No, he's he's actually a pretty good. He's a pretty good handler. So. Yeah, Donnie. And Donnie seemed old, pre, Donnie seemed now. pretty sharp when I listened to the Big Country podcast. Seemed like a sharp dude. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that that podcast didn't get enough downloads hey, with Chris, uh, Burke Holder yeah. with Donnie. Hey Chris, yeah. I got a question for you. All right. Why does my podcaster say right error on it? Light error or right? W R I T E error. Man, I don't know. You're the you're the phone in guy. Yeah, I don't know. Usually, I, it's done this before. I've had to switch uh, SD cards, and it worked fine. That might be it. Yeah. Well, I hope this. It says it's still recording, so we'll see when we send all this in. Yep. But you're anyway, have a lot of editing to do. <laughs> That's good. You ain't you're gonna, gonna earn your keep. That's right. All right, I'm going to, how long we, I don't know how we've cut this up so much. I don't know how long we've been at it. I think around 45 minutes or so. I do want to circle back around Texas real quick. Okay, what about Texas? I mean, we haven't covered any of the Lone Star 5000, but it was an absolute great time. We did too, didn't we? I don't remember. I wasn't on the podcast. Oh. Because the last one I was on was the one at camp. Well, I think so. Trader, first of all, congratulations, Trader Inc. down in Texas. Thank you. And I was a small part of that. You guys hammered. Oh, man. We, you guys hammered down there. One night we had, we were, and what most people don't know, pal, is that one night we were very close. The night we got three out of four dogs in at the final four at Jewett, we were very close to having four trader dogs in at the final four. Trixie was treated at the end of the hunt to beat Logan Ray, yep. who got in the final four with us, and uh, she had an entry. If she'd have had a coon right there at the end of the hunt, it would have been four trader dogs, and that is unheard of. Mm. But, yeah, yep. we – everything and, – and we did all that with Rain Hurt. Yeah, Rain – I mean, the only night she got hunted in the hunt. She What'd she score, like? Uh, Six-something. Yeah, 675, I think, is what yeah. she had the only night she hunted. Yeah. And that was when she hurt her foot. Yeah, and then, the, then they started squealing because I wanted to hunt it off. <laughs> <laughs> But Logan Ray would have probably went out there and waxed us. Yeah, so that maybe. wouldn't look very good. But no, we had a good week down there. But uh, big shout out to everybody in Texas because they, yeah, they did another phenomenal job. I mean, and food, like, like we said on the Ellis awesome. podcast, that'll be the last open event. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. Greatest open event. And I, I haven't been to Michigan Madness, so I can't say. I have. Yeah. And I like Texas yeah. a lot. Better. And I mean, Bear Creek's coming up. Yep. I can't win a cast at Bear Creek. <laughs> You might as well retire. <laughs> I can't win. A fr- I won that year I was going to win it with Dutch. Remember I won yeah. Monday night on t- with 200, and he ran a deer, and he treat- fell off of it, treated a coon. Yeah. The next night I made a bad call, and he got beat. And the next night I, I minused a tree that he had a coon in and got beat, and then I quit going. <laughs> hey, I said, that's good. If you ever noticed, we don't have real good luck over there. Mm-mm. 
But if it's a like the state hunts over there, I do well. Or you know, we've got in at pro hunts over there. You have, I haven't. No. I I just don't have very good luck. Over Shock there. won the dang. That was when Garen hunted him. Well, either way, it's I I just myself no. when I'm hunting over there, I just don't have very good luck. Yeah, it's a great hunt. Absolutely Elden awesome hunting. And and them guys doing Sean and all them guys do a great job. But yep. it's not Texas. No. Great hunt, more coons. Uh, probably a little better hunting as far as hunt wide. Yeah. But it's not the in- same environment. It's everybody shows up right at deadline. Yep. Everybody draws out, they go hunt. In yep. Texas, it's more about camaraderie and fellowship yep. and, and being around it and doing stuff during the day at camp. And, you know, yep. guys are hanging out. You know, we, we aren't the only ones that go down and go hog hunting and go no. do, and no. go do, because everybody that's from the north that goes down there has been they're sick of winter by the time they get down there and it's yep. a vacation for it yep um what is oh it's the old boy from iowa that he just passed not too long ago that went down there every year hmm. oh he went down there and it was a vacation for him too i can't he just passed away like a year ago Had brain oh cancer. gomer gomer yes yep. uh rob no not rod Brad Messerschmitt. Brad Messerschmitt. Rod, yeah. Rod was smart. Yep. But Brad Messerschmitt, well, he was the same way. He went <laughs> down there, and he just enjoyed himself. Yep. And there's a lot of people down there in Texas that do that. Yep. Now, there's a few people that come up from the south, you know, to come up here and, and be in thick coons and stuff at La Plata, but it's not the same. I mean, it, it, no way it's the same. So I think— That's one hunt that we do, actually, when we go—we get there early because everybody's already there. Yeah. You know, um, before— Seven o'clock deadline, you're there at six. Yeah. You My know, brother said the same thing. He said he likes the world hunt. He likes the Lone Star 5000 because everybody's there. Yep. You know, there's things to do. You know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And it's not all about coon hunting and, right. and just trying to get a cast win. That's right. You know, so oh, anyway, you're right. Kudos to Texas again. We brag on them a lot. We brag on Texas and the Lone Star 5000 almost as much as we, as we bang on PKC. Well, I do like, I mean, and it's nothing against Rogerdale or anything. It's, it's just, let's step up to the plate. He's getting there. I know, but yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting yeah. there. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things where Rogerdale, I've always criticized him, but always there to help out too. Rogerdale, he was, he was complaining on you, complaining about you, and bragging on you at the same time down there in, Te- or in Mississippi. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. No. <laughs> I sure love Jed, and Jed's a good guy, and man, he sure does a lot, but man, I tell you what, that family, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Rogerdale, trust me, you're not telling me anything I don't already know. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris, I'm going to let Jace... Uh, do some talking. You got anything you want to add about anything we've talked about before we do that? Nope. Nope. I want to hear Jason's story, man. I want to hear about this cast win. All right. Well, no, he did Oh, yeah. So he, we didn't get a cast win. He was just... Jace got a new dog. Man, I mean, Jed have already talked about old hazelnuts. <laughs> and uh, that's Jace's dog. We bought her for him. And Jace loves to competition hunt. He kind of likes to pleasure hunt, but he likes to talk more than he wants to (laughs) actually listen to the dogs and stuff. But uh, Jace Jace got a new dog, and Jace, what do you think about her? I like her. You like her? What do you like about her? Um, way she acts and how she's close to you all the time, easy to call. Yeah, she is easy to call, and unfortunately she's a little too close to you all the time every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) So... We went to, it was a $100 open event at, just right here at the house at Mercer. And Jace, is, he, we haven't got the pleasure hunter any. And so he didn't know the dog yet. He hadn't hunted with her. And I told him that we bought her down in Arkansas. He was all excited. And he got to spectate with the old man handling her at that cast. And I want you, Jace, to tell me in your eyes what you seen and what you heard about that whole cast start to finish. Okay, let's get some mental notes here. <laughs> what do we do out of the pickup? First she, of all, you drive to the hunting spot, you turn the dogs loose. Yeah. Who was, good, who was judging? You remember that? That Garen was, wasn't he? Yeah, Garen was judging, and we drew Matt Barnes and George Hewlett. Mm-hmm. 
both of which you've hunted around or been around. So what happened out of the truck? What old Hazel do out of the truck? Treat a coon. Okay, treat a coon. What was she struck for? Hundred. What'd she treat for? Hundred. Oh, sound pretty good out of the truck, that truck, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Uh, <laughs> what were the other three dogs doing? Just kind of beating and banging around. Yeah. What happened? How do you tell me what happened after we turned loose? What did you see? She went in there and she got struck good, and that's all I heard. And then right after that, um, Barnes got struck too, and uh, George's dog and Garen's dog. No, I think it went Garen's dog and then George's dog. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know we were going in order. <laughs> <laughs> Jace, there's no need to be shy. <laughs> yeah. Just tell me. I know you've got all kinds of. Uh, and, and I think the problem was you wasn't paying all that much attention. Was it cold? Yeah, it was cold. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so everybody got struck. Who got treed first? We did. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Why was she treed for a hundred? That makes no sense. How many dogs were on her tree? Two. No. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing. She. <laughs> 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 she was all by yeah, herself. This is. This is- this is how I remember cast too, Jace. I really that's how much I'm in. Don't worry about it. She was all she was all by herself. Mm-hmm. That's why she was treated for a hunter. The other three dogs were all on the same tree. Yeah. And they had a coon. Right? Yeah. And then she had a coon. Yeah. And then what happened? And then she walked around us for nine minutes. <laughs> Didn't do anything. That's our high powered dog we just bought. <laughs> Try to figure out the caging. There you go. Yeah. There you go, Finley. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think she's going to have to go to Finley's training school. <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing. So well, she finally left us after nine minutes of the 15 working on her. And yeah. then what happened? She went and got treed. And then what else? There was no coon in the tree. <laughs> So, this is getting better. Yeah. Oh, it, it don't it ain't over yet. A lot there, of detail. There was another there was another tree we scored in between then. Right? Yeah. Whose tree was it? Barnes. Barnes. And what did he have? I don't remember. He had a coon. I was way behind you all, so I don't <laughs> even know where you guys were. How was the walking? Far. Yeah. And uphills and downhills. Did your dad yell at you or anything? Uh, about fifty seven times. <laughs> what did I yell? Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Barnes Tree, and then he had a coon. And so that put him at, like... I don't know what the score was. Actually, we went either. to George's Tree. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, about that Yeah, it was tree. George's Tree. It wasn't Barnes's. He had another coon. Yeah. And then I treat Hazel. Yeah. Again. And we walked all back to Hazel, and what'd she have? Nothing. Nothing. She was slick. Then Barnes Tree. Yeah. And then we started walking to Barnes and George Street, even though he didn't need to, and I told him not to. <laughs> but he wouldn't listen to me. And then he shined his light in your eyes. I remember that. Yeah, he did. So anyway, what Hazel do after we cut her off the second tree? She did not hang around us for nine minutes. No, she didn't. She went hunting good. What'd she do? Got treated, had nothing. Yeah, she did treat another slick, didn't she? <laughs> yep. Money well invested. Yeah, there you go. Heck so of a dog. Anyway, George Hewlett's dog looked real good. He treated three coons. Yeah. Uh, Melon covered a coon, treated a coon. Garen's dog covered a coon and had a coon treat at the end of the hunt and left a tree. I don't even remember what Garen was hunting. Yeah, he was hunting Ty Anderson's dog. And then uh, Hazel treated a coon and treated two slicks. Yep. So then we went pleasure hunting afterwards. She treated a coon and then Jed treated a hog. I remember that. Yeah, treat a hole in the ground. Yeah. Treat a what? You struck the hog. Struck a hog? hog? Yeah, that hog was squealing in the hog barn. Oh, when I said, <laughs> I said strike Hazel. <laughs> so he pitched on a hog squeal? Is oh, that what you're saying? Absolutely, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, strike old Hazel right yeah. straight through there. And it was all hog squealing. <laughs> so she's got some work. She, what do you think of her? You like her? You think she's yeah. going to be all right? We're getting ready to hunt her again here in a little bit. 
Maybe she'll go farther if she's not so fat. Yeah, she's not been hunted much the last couple of years, or last year probably. Yeah. But, she's uh, a diamond in the rough. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and Jace is going to take her to some hunts, get her finished to a silver champion for us. Uh... That's the goal. How much? That's money, the goal. How much? Go. How much money you got to win to make your silver champion? Thirty-seven hundred dollars. Thirty-seven hundred dollars. That ain't bad. We got to do it seventy-two dollars at a time. Hey, win youth nationals. Yeah, yeah. Youth nationals coming up. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of hunts coming up, actually. Jason yeah. does. Well, all right, guys. I think we've been at it long enough. Me and Jed are getting ready to go hunting. Chris, you got anything to add? Any questions to ask anybody? Nope, I'm good. All I'm right. glad you guys called me and, you know, let me be in on it. Yeah, I thank you for joining us. Mr. Houndsman XP's got to be on the truth every now and then. Well, yeah, he's it the is. one, he's the production manager. That's right, that's right. <laughs> you can't have the man behind the uh, scenes all the time. <laughs> the editor. Yeah. Jed, you got anything else to add? Nope, uh, just looking forward to another big year. Yeah, it's going mean, to be, I there's think. There's a lot of hunts coming up, a lot of hunts coming up fast. and. Yeah. Then it's uh, one of these days, and that's one I just actually got a text from Shorty here a little bit ago, Chris. But we're going to get because I was talking to Brett Vaughn here a while back, uh, just actually the day before yesterday, and talking to him about training pups and how hard it is for them to start cat dogs when there's not a cat track. You know, for us, there's a coon track every two, three hundred yards, especially in the spring, which is when I like to start pups. And, you know, so it's easier for us. And I'm not, and we talked about this on our, on our, you know, crowdcast deal the other day too. But it is easier for us to get a started, get dogs started on the game that we want them to chase. And, uh, you know, I talked to Brett, but Shorty just texted me and I want to get Jed and Zane and Shorty all together, maybe you too, and talk about the differences in how we're starting these competition dogs versus how a guy starts a pleasure dog versus how a guy starts a big game dog, you know, especially in the Southwest dry ground stuff, you know, cause there's, there's a lot of similarities, I think, but there are a lot of differences in what we do. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I think it'd be a great podcast. Yeah, I do too. So we're going to try to get that gathered up and Shorty texted me a little bit ago and said he's all game. So we'll get that set up and we'll have you on then too. I think that'll be a good right, that'll be a good truth episode. So one we should really do uh-huh. is Roger Dale and myself. Oh my god. We'll have a circle <laughs> points with Roger Dale, Chris, and Josh. You can be the referees. Let Roger, <laughs> Roger Dale and I iron Every, some stuff out. Everybody would be on Roger Dale's side. <laughs> I don't know about that. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> All right. We're gonna we're gonna close this out. We've been at it long enough. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Uh it's been a good circle points episode. We appreciate it. Uh as always, Chris, you go ahead. I want you to close it out because that you know, every now and then I try to like close the regular the regular Monday episode out or episode out. So why don't you do this one? Well, guys, you're going hunting. I think I might go hunting too. So until we talk next time, you follow your hands and I'll follow mine. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>